we're all doing the same thing. We're actually all really making huge sacrifices. And when we're all at the games watching, my mind is thinking about, oh shoot, I gotta get on a plane to go to work. While other women have way other bigger, total justifiable like stresses because they haven't seen their parents in how many months or family or friends. And you know, tomorrow they might have to navigate this new country they live in solo. And it's just like, no one, no one's, you know, trauma is better than the next. And that's what totally. I do for this whole thing is that we all are like, I think sacrificing a lot <laughs> and Absolutely. make it work to the best of our ability, no matter what that choice is. You're listening to Breaking the Ice, a podcast and community created for wives and girlfriends of professional hockey players, but since has turned into so much more. Stories shared by women around the globe who come together for a sense of connection and community. You may be in the sports industry, a hockey parent, an athlete, or a person who just enjoys podcasts, but I can promise you, you'll be inspired by these women every single day while we evolve through the tips, tricks, do's, and don'ts for all things hockey. And guess what? So much more. For women, by women, but especially for a hockey community. So lace them up and tune in for a new episode every Wednesday. Thanks for listening. All right. Hello. Hello. (laughs) I also had my headphones with the microphone that are really good but I realized like they've got this little thing I don't have this on my computer Dude, don't even get me started on Apple <laughs> mixing this up on me it is so annoying I have the new MacBook Air it's a new I don't even have it down here but it's a new charger right. so it's like it literally looks like this oh what yes this goes in the computer and then it goes into like the the wall but then so also there's no USB cord so like the, oh yeah, that's like mine. Mine's 2017, but I don't have that either. But it's annoying because I have to get a converter for my microphone, a converter. Like, it's just like yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. It's like, can we just street? Like, why? Why did we do this? And I have the converter. Do I ever know where it is? No, I don't still don't know. If I yes. Know. Or what are those? What are the little things that go on the headphones called? Oh, there's a uh, word. I don't freaking know what the word is. It's like a, like, I don't know. I can't, it's like something weird. It's a weird word. It's like sludge or something. (laughs) Tell us if you're listening. I wasn't even going to put this part in, but now it's kind of funny. So maybe I will. (laughs) Does anybody have connections at Apple that can explain this to us? (laughs) God, it's going to drive me nuts. Like scoob or something. It's like. It's an S it 100% starts with an S. (sighs) anyways excuse my tangent but it's just like there's too many cords and outlets for everything I just need one big cord for every single item that I own you're looking it up aren't you why did I think that would generate (laughs) (laughs) what did you google (laughs) apple doohickey that starts with an s (laughs) why did I think doohickey would like generate doohickey yeah, like doohickey, you know, like, oh, it's that doodad. Apple product. I've never heard of someone saying doohickey. That must be a Canadian thing. Oh, God, don't tell me that. What is it? It's a connector? It's like the headphone jack connector thing. Oh. By the way, I don't know what your Google searches look like, but Charlie makes fun of me all the time because if I'm looking for something, I will literally type in like 
headphone jack converter thing. Yes. Yeah. Like I literally type in the most, like exactly what I'm looking for with zero, like explanation. Yes. Like water bottle with flour and straw. And you know what? Most of the time it gets you what you need. <laughs> it gets the job done. So like when you hear a song, like, I guess now it's better with like Shazam and stuff. But like when I used to hear, I feel like, <laughs> oh my God. and you'll just like type in like the words and you're just like, did I get put in enough to like generate the song that I wanted? But it's never. No. Right. It's never the right. Like I have actually typed in like do da dean dum like like the the beat of the song to try to figure out what the actual song is yes that's awful a dongle is it a dongle dongle that sounds right doesn't it we need to talk about dongles that's what this article says i thought you read us on the podcast (laughs) no no guys okay this topic is closed we are not going on any further if you've already (laughs) listened this far (laughs) Congratulations. Well, now that we just ended that tangent about dongles and whatever else we were talking about, I would like to introduce our guest for today. Her name is Stephanie Jones and Stephanie filled out a survey, which I love when people do this because I find some really amazing guests through surveys. So I share a little portion of what she read in her survey on the podcast that you're going to be listening to today. It just really resonated with me. And I love that she talked about like having different perspectives and like different paths in this lifestyle, because I think like for me personally, which I've tried to like expand my mind on more is that sometimes in your own world and it becomes kind of a bubble and you kind of like, I don't, I don't know if that makes any sense, but I like kind of start to think like, Oh, this is the way it is. So it really opens my eyes when I hear other people speak about their experiences. Yes. And I know we talked about this a little bit in the episode, but it's amazing that we're three different women who all have three different views on what, you know, we want to do during the hockey season, because it is, it does become unfortunately a little bit of a divide. So it was amazing having Stephanie on just to say that, you know, regardless of what you choose, how you choose to spend your time, if you want to stay back and work while your spouse goes and plays, or if you want to put work on hold to support your spouse while they play, there shouldn't be any judgment with that. It Mm -hmm. should just, this is what I want to do and we're going to make it work. Like I never would think that there would be judgment on someone that really chose to make that decision because I've never been that person that was like super like head on in a career while I was in this lifestyle. Cause we met like in when I was still in college. So I just kind of like dove in from college. So it's not like I was invested into something because I think that would be really hard. Like if I was like, if I was so all into something and then I had to like make that decision to just like end it. Yeah. I think personally, like I am a career driven person. So I feel like if it would be the same for me. If I had gotten into a career that I loved, I don't think Scott would have ever, I think he would have encouraged me to do that, but I, you definitely could see where the resentment would stem. If you're doing something that you love and you have to put it on hold. So I I am fortunate that when Scott and I met, I was just finishing up school and 
I, I didn't even really have to think about it. I just kind of was like, you know what, we're doing long distance. This is kind of what I need to do in order to make this work. And that's the biggest thing, just not having regrets about it. Because if you have regrets, you know, they're just going to follow you around mm-hmm. and it's kind of like, you've made this decision. You might as well love it. And enjoy it because you could sit there and think, Oh, I should be doing this or I could be doing this. But at the same time, we have a lifestyle where not many other people can say that they have this lifestyle, regardless of the hardships. It's such a special thing. So yeah, I just, I don't know. I like to just think about it when I'm 80 years old and I'm looking back on my life. I don't think that I would be upset about the decisions that I've made. I know yeah. that's a good thing, but I always think about that. I'm like, when I'm like towards the end of my life, how will I feel about my decisions now? And I feel like all of them I'd be pretty content with. I think you just kind of have to like own it and be confident in the decision that you make. And that doesn't mean that it's not hard, right? Like, I think that there's so many opinions and so many assumptions from, and it's hard when it's from people that are close to you too. Like, obviously we've talked about this, just like, through polls and stuff on the podcast page of like funny things that people have asked you and like, we can make light of it, but it does kind of sting sometimes. And I totally resonated with like having to just like, she's saying, okay, I had to justify why I'm choosing to stay in my career. And I feel like I'm constantly justifying why I'm going with him. And it's just frustrating. I just wish people would be more like understanding about that. It's not just like so easy to like do either decision it is so unfortunate that you, we feel like we have to justify one way or the other. Like it should just be like, you want to do that? Cool. So it is really nice, you know, in a group of women, I remember like at the beginning, I was kind of struggling and I was talking to um, a wife who had a few kids and she wasn't working. And she just said like, look, like you just have to be confident in your decision. And she's like, the good news is you can always change your mind. It's, it's like, and there's so many, you know, ways and different careers that you could make work. So yeah, totally no judgment from Devin or myself. You girls do whatever you want to do because we're here for you and we support you and you're supporting your guys, whether you're with them or not. Yes. And we love you and the decisions that you make because they're important and everyone's different. I do find it is helpful to connect with people that are kind of in you know, the same shoes as you too, right? Because like, it is interesting to hear like from the other side, but it's also important to like feel validated, I guess, in the decisions, because I think you got, you can gain confidence from talking to other people in similar positions. Yeah. And even just like hearing Steph talk about her job in this upcoming episode, it's amazing just to hear her and see her light up when she talks about it. So regardless of what you're doing, as long as you light up and you're happy about it, you know, like I'm so happy during the season when I get to go see a game, I get to go see the girls. So whatever your decision is, just you have to be comfortable with it and enjoy it because the reality is this career isn't very long. So that's what I keep Mm -hmm. telling myself. I'm like, Scott's in his late twenties. We maybe have a few more years of this. And then, you know, if I get into a career, not before that, I'm only going to be in my mid thirties. So. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And it's scary to think about. And I think from a kind of a different perspective too, I feel like there is a lot of pressure for people that aren't career oriented to 
find that or have that or start that or work or something. And it's like, that's not for everybody. Like I work, like I have my own job and I do the podcasts, which is another thing that I do, but it's like more of like a passion for me as opposed to like feeling like, I feel like there's a lot of pressure. Like I need to go get a job because that's just what I need to do. People will ask, well, what are you going to do? Are you going to work? Like, that's always a question. Are you going to work? It's like, there's other ways to find fulfillment in this lifestyle. And just in general, than like having to go out and search a job that like, I don't want to do. And do you ever spinning off of that? I feel like that question is so loaded sometimes. Like, I feel like sometimes people will say, Oh, what are you like? They're genuinely curious. Are you going to work? But I feel like a lot of times there's an underlying, like you're not working, you know, like, it's just like, it's almost like an attack. Like, yeah. Like it's passive aggressive almost. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, do you care? Or are you just trying to make me feel bad? Because I I should. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I feel that sometimes, especially like with people who aren't in the lifestyle and it shouldn't be that way. But then all of a sudden I'm questioning myself and I'm like, you know what? I work damn hard at everything I do. So yeah, I am working. We're working all the time, you know, for sure. And like, just because like for you, just because you're not working right now, that doesn't mean that's going to be a forever thing for you. Like you said, you're a career driven person and you will find that again when the opportunity arises. And then you'll go from there, whether that's during hockey still, or whether that's after, but like to have this pressure put on you so that now you need to be doing, no, this might just not be the season of your career path for you. And I think a lot of people forget too, like this lifestyle, our guys can go like they're international. So like for me personally, I'm kind of like, well, (laughs) you know, unless the government listens to this podcast and they don't (laughs) know about my nanny job, like hopefully they don't. But other than that, it's kind of like, I'm waiting on my green cards that I can legally work. So (laughs) there's so many factors that people don't It's I'm not just sitting on my butt. (laughs) No, no. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's a topic that could be talked like it's something that needs to keep coming up, you know, because yeah. I think it's All just, our, you know, uh, looking at those shared responses to the story. I feel like this is the most frustrating for everyone. Oh, yeah. It's like one of the things that I see like the most, like when I ask people questions, they're like, want to talk about career, you know, so this will be a really good episode for you to tune into. Yeah. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a wrap. <laughs> Have you been on a podcast before? No. Cool. I've well. Instagram like live things. Oh, that's way scarier. I was going to say, I accidentally went on Instagram live the other day and I was like, oh my God, I was like on my face and I was like, delete. <laughs> Stop yeah, on I- your personal page. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's like my worst. Like, I wonder if anybody got a notification and they're just like, what the hell? Do <laughs> <laughs> you going live about? <laughs> Whatever has gone live, like clicking and they're like, they're like, oh, okay. It's going. <laughs> Don't worry guys. It wasn't exciting. Oh Funny my God, story. So I got a notification one time that my mom was on Instagram or on Facebook live and she would like never do something like that. She has no idea. And I was like, um, <laughs> I was sitting on my, I was like eating breakfast or something. And I like got a notification because, you know, when you interact with someone a lot on Facebook, it'll like alert you if they post. And I was like, 
oh my God. And I clicked on it and my mom was just sitting there like, Oh, she had no. no idea. And I called her. I was like, mom, you're on, you're on Facebook live. Like, she's like, what? And like hung the phone on me. I was like, thank God. You for- My mom wouldn't even know what that is. She'd be like, I don't know what that is. No, she didn't know what it was. Like she accidentally pushed it and she had no idea she was on it. I was like, thank God you're, you weren't in like the bathtub. Cause like she often is on her phone in the bath. Like she'll take baths and she's on her phone. I was like, Oh my God. Never Tortured. thought of that angle of it. Like I, like now I'm so terrified for people that don't know, like even just like <laughs> for me, if it's so easy to do like, Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. That's so terrifying. Funny. So yes, I Instagram live <laughs> and that was fine. So this, I feel better because it's, you know, at least it's taped and you can like be like, okay, let's cut out when Steph is, uh, not making sense. Exactly. <laughs> so Stephanie, um, welcome to breaking the ice. We are so excited to have you here today. Normally we start with just asking you where you're from, what you do, how you met your husband and yeah, just get into all the good stuff. Yeah. So I'm born and raised in New Jersey, which is only about 45 minutes away from where I live now in New York city. That's <laughs> where my husband plays. So I'm like big. New oh Jersey. yeah. Yeah. I- I have so many questions for you already and like where you <laughs> hate about the state or maybe love but anyway yes I grew up not far from where you are I don't think it's called Monroe and then I moved to New York City after college and I've been here ever since and my husband and I actually went to the same university we both went to Quinnipiac but we did not know each other there at all he claimed we met once at a bar and I'm like I don't think that's true but um <laughs> Then we got connected after we both graduated. He's a year ahead of me in school, but he was playing in Bridgeport, which is the farm team to the Islanders. So he's a Canadian boy, but was East Coast. And I actually got a DM from his twin brother who plays hockey as well. So I knew his twin from school. We all went to Quinnipiac together. And basically Kellen, his twin kind of set us up we went on a blind date. Wait, was, sorry to interrupt you, but was that what this DM was about or was it a, like a separate DM? It was like a DM, like, Hey Steph, me and Connor are now playing in Bridgeport, which is by the city. You're a city girl. You know what bars to go to, you know, like where should we go out tonight or whatever. And I knew him. It wasn't weird. Like I was actually really friendly with his girlfriend, now wife, now my sister-in-law through college. So I was like, Oh, Kel's looking for bars to go to. And then like, little did I know years later, that was a total lie. And they were already out at a bar drunk somewhere. And Connor and them were on Instagram, you know, stupid, stupid boys. And yeah, so basically he was like, well, you know, he said some line like, hey, you're single and Connor's single, you guys should meet. And I'm like, hell, are you flirting like for your twin right now? (laughs) Hilarious. But again, we met like a week later, you know, we started talking and then we were like inseparable ever since. Cause he was playing only like Bridgeport's only about like an hour and a half from the city. So from New York city. So it was, uh, yeah, it was really weird. So like we have all these mutual friends. So it's like, we knew each other, but like, we did not know each other. And that was in the fall of 2016. And we've been together since. And wow. how long have you guys done long distance for? So pretty much every hockey season, I mean, you guys know this, can you call an hour and a half away long distance in this world? Not really. (laughs) Most people though, they're like, I don't know how you do that. And I'm like, please, that's like basically living under the same roof. 
Um, <laughs> that's that's true. That's like the best of both worlds, I feel like. And it was kind of like the same with Emma when we talked to her. She was so close to her. She was on a couple episodes ago, but she was so close to her boyfriend that it was long distance and she was able to kind of have her life back home, but then she was able to see him very often. Totally. So when we started dating, you know, I would just take the train up on the weekends or when, you know, with their practice schedule, they can like leave at like two or something and they can come to the city or come to, they can leave essentially no matter where they want to go. So it kind of worked for those first year, two years, because it was convenient enough. Like hockey teams are never that close to where you're actually living. So we were able to manage that. And then obviously the last, you know, then when he went to Europe, that's when it was like, this is a little tougher than a train ride. Yeah. And he played in a couple places between that as well. Right. Or did he go straight to Europe from Bridgeport? It was Bridgeport for the two. He was there for a while, but when I was dating him only two years and then Switzerland and then Sweden. And now next year in a couple of weeks, we'll leave for Indiana. So it was very extreme, like an extreme jump of long distance. We didn't even like ease into it with a flight. Like that was domestic. Wow. So did you like, how, how was that adjustment process? Because I feel like most people it's either, you know, you get to like, you either live together or it's just like, you've already done long distance. Like, how was it for you guys kind of, you know, being able to see each other for the most part, but then him going overseas and all of a sudden you're just kind of like, okay, so you're not an hour and a half away anymore. Yeah, exactly. And I think too, um, it's also just hard when you're not just like, oh, I can get on a plane at any time. And this is why I like spoke to you, Devin, was like, you know, you have a work schedule and you have other like priorities almost, you know? So it's not just like, oh, I'll take three weeks every couple months and come visit you. <laughs> I was doing four day trips, like a weekend trip to Switzerland. Like that's not normal. That's crazy. So I think adjusting from, you know, you guys know the summer is like your it's your holy grail. You're like, this is the best time ever when you're with each other all the time. And you hold so much value to that summertime together. And then when they leave, it's a quick adjustment that you have to kind of like your day to day is just upside down because you're just used to like grabbing coffee together, you know, having breakfast together, walking the dog together. And then all of a sudden it's like kaput, right? So from Bridgeport to Switzerland and the time difference, mm-hmm. oh, Come on. I was going to say like that time difference too. It's like what, eight, nine hours, six, I think six for you maybe, but depending on where you are in the world. And it's so hard because it's just another kind of wrench, I guess, to throw into on top of the hockey schedule on top of all the extra stuff, you know, and then you add the time difference in, and then you have to factor your work in as well. Um, which I would love for you to tell everyone just a little bit about what you do and kind of what your schedule has looked like over the years. Yeah. So when he went to Switzerland, I worked on a completely different show, but I'm a producer with ABC news. I used to be at a production company. So now I'm with a show called nightline. I've been doing that since March, 2020, actually, right at the start of the pandemic, I got this job and, um, it's kind of like my dream, my dream job, everything that like I've worked, what I've wanted to do. So yeah, when he was in Switzerland, I did a completely different show. It was like a documentary. I'm sure you guys know the show Frozen or the movie Frozen. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, so the Frozen, <laughs> Frozen 2 came out and then we did a big documentary about that. So I worked on that while he was in Switzerland. So that was great. And then 
I got this new, this new gig doing Nightline. So yes, I work in TV. I'm working more, not like such a traditional nine to five. So, which also makes it hard. Like I'll probably work tomorrow till one in the morning because our show airs at 1230 at night. So that's always, you know, a little nutty. And also just like the guys, I could, I flew out on Sunday to film something and our weekend got cut short because I had to fly to Ohio to cover a story that was happening. So it's a little nutty that it's not just like, oh, I know Monday through Friday, nine to five, I'm good. And then I can come visit you wherever you are in the world. Um, it's not that easy, but again, you know, the flexibility of like the news cycle kind of will work sometimes with what I do. Our schedules are like never consistent, which always makes it more exciting. That's really good that you look at it like that, because I feel like a lot of people would just, I mean, obviously it's such a struggle. Um, how does your husband feel about it? Like, I'm sure obviously he's thrilled for you, but is it, does he find it obviously a challenge with like both of you in such like demanding time-wise jobs where they're so inconsistent? I feel like Switzerland was hard for us that year, long distance was hard for us. Like we fought, you know, we were at, a really tough time being like, wow, this is an adjustment. And then once he realized, and both of us realized this about each other, and I think that's why we're, we work so well together, is that we both would rather each other pick what they love to do than pick each other, which is hard. And it's a lot of sacrifices the opposite way than a lot of people in like the sports world sacrifice to follow or go with their loved one. Um, we are more like, no, I'd rather not see you for three, four weeks for you to feel like you're fulfilling what you love to do and what you like to do and what makes you feel like you're contributing and doing something that means something to just you, not to just both of us. So Switzerland was crazy, but then once we kind of figured out, wait, no, I'm not gonna give this up to go and then come back and be like, wait, I miss it. So that was like a tough time to figure out, but now he's like, When's your next flight? When's your next story? Pitching ideas. Like he wants me to, if I'm going to do it, do it 110%. Don't just half ass do it. Sorry. Can I curse? Yeah. Go for it. <laughs> just like have that do it, which is how I kind of have switched my, switched my gears for hockey world. I used to be like, can you just not go to optional practice? Can you just like not do this? And now I'm like, show up, do it 110%. Um, because then we're both doing that for, you know, each of our careers. And then we can't be mad at each other that we didn't try our hardest. Um, that's kind of how we shifted, I think, our thinking. So that when we're doing long distance or not with each other for weeks at a time, it's a good thing, not a bad thing. Yeah, I love that answer. And I love that question as well, because in this lifestyle, I always think it's interesting to hear the guy's perspective as well. Um, and you know, it is really challenging. Was that like a kind of a, a road to get to that point to where you are now? Did you feel differently when you first kind of entered this huge long distance gap? Yeah. So an added layer to all of this is like I said earlier, Connor's brothers and a, a twin and he plays as well. So they've been pretty much on the same team. Oh, that would just be a long laundry list, but like, you know, bearing in mind, getting called up or called down or getting switched pretty much the last few seasons, they're always together. And, um, you know, his twins wife also is in this hockey world, my sister-in-law. And she, for the most part, obviously give or take, you know, like you 
break a couple months before the sequel season starts, they probably go off for a little bit of their own and then you join later. You guys both do that, I'm sure. A lot of girls obviously do because of camp and stuff. But then she kind of hangs for the season, went to Switzerland, went to Sweden, goes, went with them. So also it wasn't just me navigating us two. It was like, oh man, this weekend they're going to Germany for a weekend. <laughs> FOMO. FOMO. Yes. So that was a, another hoop that I was like, should I just go? Should I just not do my job? Like it was those points where sometimes you're like, is this all worth it? You know? And I knew we were never going to break up. We weren't going to stop dating, but it was like, you know, we all sacrifice so much and the women who leave home to go follow their husbands and live with them because that's what they want to do are sacrificing, giving up everything they love at home. But in my mind, I'm like, oh my God, you're battling with that. But I battle with, I'm not going. Am I sacrificing things and am I being the selfish one? So navigating that was always, and still always I think is a challenge. And now going into this next season, it's not like, it's like, oh, we've done this. It's no big deal. No, the conversations still happen every summer about what the plan is. Is this smart? Can we do this? Are we crazy? Which I think the answer to that is always yes, but you know, we make it work. And that, to answer your question, was a huge road and journey that took time to totally navigate. That's amazing that, you know, you made that decision. And I think having you on here is so important because there are, I think there's two views like in the hockey world is either, why are you giving up your dreams and not working to follow your guy? Or like, wow, you're really going to keep working instead of following and supporting your guy. So it's just like, I feel like whatever we do, there's always going to be that other side where, you know, you get criticism, you get judgment, but it's just like, whatever you're doing, you're sacrificing so much. So it's so important that you're, you know, bringing light to the other side of it where, yeah, if you want to like go after your own career, you can make it work. Like you just obviously need to have those, you know, communication, like all the relationship foundations, but that's amazing for you guys. Like, and, and I'm sure you guys feel the same way. Like, do you ever feel like when you have to explain to someone who's not in the hockey world, or I guess in the sports world, it's like, why you leave where you are to go and you're like almost are like word vomiting justifying oh totally <laughs> all the like, time yeah or it's- like even just talking to you know friends and family members and almost just like it's like oh so what did you do today and I'm like just listing off everything I did because I'm like honestly it's not like I just <laughs> sit around you know what I mean <laughs> like, I'm like I'm actually like busy like I do and I think that is the other side of it. You need to be very good at keeping busy if you do make that decision, but it's just, it shouldn't be that way where you have to like justify like, and if you want to sit around good for you, because you've still sacrificed a lot, you know, like there's just your bottom line, there should be no judgment. Like and you're by yourself in a place like that you never planned in your whole life living in. Like you were mm-hmm. like, Oh, I can't wait to go to live in New Jersey or Austria or wherever, like you are doing it for a reason and you then have to pivot to make it work, right? And that is also just like a task itself. It's not like, okay, I'm gonna go here and sit. (laughs) But (laughs) you feel like no matter what side of the coin you're on, I find myself, like I was telling my friend the other day that Connor uh, signed in Fort Wayne, Indiana. I have to think about what the team is at this point. I'm like, where is he going now? 
And I was like, but they have this apartment and they have a dog park for our dog and they're giving us this, but the schedule is this. And I'm like, why am I feeling this way that I'm trying to explain that me staying here and them having this is okay. And that's where I find myself like relating almost probably to people who are on the opposite side. Cause I never want to feel like, oh, I'm this better person because I stay back and I, and I do this in my career. No, it's actually like, you guys struggle because you're going and you're justifying. I'm doing the same thing over here, trying to rationalize the choices I'm making. Wow. I love everything that you're saying. And I feel like it's really opening my eyes, you know, to your perspective. Like for me, I was telling Brittany, like, I'm not a super, and I know, and the same thing, it's like, I try to justify this, but like, I'm not a very like career driven person because I feel like I kind of never really knew what I wanted to do. And I know the things that I like and that I'm passionate about, but for me, the hardships are like, you know, coming over here and like feeling guilty for leaving family and leaving my home life. And so like, I resonate in a, in a similar, but different way. It's like, even though we have completely different paths, I can connect with what you're saying. Absolutely. Because we're all kind of in the same boat together, regardless of whatever path that you're on, like you said in your survey. And I really, really loved that, which I, I don't want to be like reading off a book, but like what you said was truly like very, very powerful. Brittany, I think I copied it onto this Google doc here, but, um, do you mind if I read that on here? Go ahead. So being a wife or a girlfriend to an athlete is never easy. And it's important that no matter what way you live your life with your man, you should be supported. If that's giving up your life back home to move with them and that should be celebrated. And if you choose to stay back and not see them for six months, so you can accomplish your dreams at home, that should be celebrated too. Every woman is navigating this world to the best of their ability because there's so much pressure on a woman to do it all and have kids. It's a lot. And having a community like this and sharing all different stories of how people handle this lifestyle, I think is so important that we feel connected, even though we choose different paths on how we handle it. Like, I love that. Oh, that's so sweet. Thanks. I mean, I say it and it's all very honest because I really did feel way more bitter when I started dating Connor in the hockey world. Not bitter. That's the wrong word. It was more like why are these women complaining? They live here. They do this. I never opened my eyes and it took me years to do that. And, you know, it wasn't like I was like, why aren't they working or why aren't they staying home and doing what they love? It was just more like, am I crazy? Can I survive this world, you know, with Connor? Is this, um, an option? And, and I think one, it's Connor being supportive, obviously, and saying, do it. But also it was like meeting different women and, you know, navigating that. And then when I would cling to someone who would say like, oh, I visit every two weeks because I go back to La La Land and do X, Y, Z, I would, you know, love that. And I thought that was great. But now as I'm getting older and in this world more and um, it's not just like, oh, that is my only kind of friend I can have on the team. And I used to be like, oh, I don't, you know, hang out with these women because, you know, we don't really have the same interests. It's actually like, no, we're all doing the same thing. We're actually all really making huge sacrifices. And when we're all at the games watching, my mind is thinking about, oh, shoot, I got to get on a plane to go to work. While other women have way other bigger, total justifiable 
like stresses because they haven't seen their parents in how many months or family or friends. And, you know, tomorrow they might have to navigate this new country they live in solo. And it's just like, no one, no one's, you know, trauma is better than the next. And that's what totally. I learned for this whole thing is that we all are like, I think sacrificing a lot <laughs> and Absolutely. make it work to the best of our ability, no matter what that choice is. I actually have a question for you based on that. Mm-hmm. Have you ever felt judgment from other people in the hockey world for the decision that you've made? Not outright, like, why do you work or why do you stay back? But I do feel sometimes that sense of like, she thinks she's better than us or something. And it's really terrible because that cannot be further from the truth. If anything, I'm like running off the train with my bag, trying to make the game. So people, you girls who are at the game don't think I'm late and don't care. You know, like it's things like that, that they don't realize I think sometimes is that you actually want to be in that world. And when everyone's getting lunch on Tuesday, cause they all live there and I can, I'm like, I then feel guilty versus being like, well, I can't be there because I'm busy. It's like, that's not it at all. So I don't overthink it's judgment, but I always felt a sense of like, and that could have just been me doing it to myself. But yeah, I definitely felt like that divide was like, these people do this, these people do this. And the reason why I also want to talk to you guys was like, to break that divide because we're all, I, I just, I, I don't want that energy for anyone on the, to feel like that choice is like, you know, two teams against each other. Cause it's, it, it shouldn't be that way. So I don't know. Sometimes it's, it feels that way, but we've all probably felt that sort of like judgment from other women on the team sometimes, depending on where you are. So it's another part of navigating this world, I think. Like you said, there's so many people outside of this hockey world too that kind of place their opinions on. And I definitely relate to that, Britt. I'm sure you do too. Just like having to explain, over-explain, over-explain. And thank you for sharing that. I think that's really important. And I know that you are pregnant too. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Just another element to add into the lifestyle, right? (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, they always say, you know, don't get pregnant during the season or don't have your delivery date be during the season. And we are literally mid February. So (laughs) really are just truly, truly, we are really testing (laughs) if we can do all of this. Clearly we are out of our minds, but yeah. So that went into the big decision-making going into this season because not only is it long distance and navigating both our jobs, it's (laughs) giving birth during the season, which is out of our minds. But yeah, so that's our next, I guess, hoop to jump through. Now that we've nailed this down, we just want to challenge ourselves again, I guess. That is crazy. So do you guys have like a plan, like for what happens when you're like, no. I'm like, oh God. I mean, I have a fake plan that is a plan, but who the heck knows if it will stick, right? I mean, ideally he was going to, I don't even know if like people know this, I'll just say it anyway. He was gonna hang up his skates this summer um, and basically be like, we're pregnant, you know, priority shift, which, yeah. you know, is probably one of the hardest decisions for our guys to make. I feel like this is all they've done there entire lives. So we were going back and forth about that. And then 
his brother got signed to Fort Wayne and the coach was like, I'd love to have your twin with you. And I was like, oh my God, no, no. Like Indiana, baby, what? And then I was sitting there and I was like, we can do it. Go entertain it, sure. Go see what they have to say. Well, we always figure it out. And I was like, two hour flight compared to a 10 hour flight to Europe? We're like living together again. Like that's how my mind works. It's so (laughs) crazy. I'm like, Indiana long distance. I'm like, really? I could go there on a weekend. That's not, that's nothing. So yeah. So pregnant, giving birth in February, basically the coach was really sweet and was like, you know, when that date comes around the corner, head on back to New York. And then you guys can come out here with the baby if you want. And so I'm just, obviously I'll be on maternity leave. So the weird thing is for the first time in our relationship, I actually can go and live there. So it actually is like the weirdest way to think about it, but it's like an opportunity that I've never had um, and explored. But yeah, essentially from like February on through whenever we know playoffs happens, doesn't go as long as it could, I can essentially go out there. And that was kind of like, wait, maybe we take that opportunity versus freaking out um, and embracing it instead and being like, I never gotten to live where you play. So maybe we'll do it with a kid. Maybe do do I sound crazy right now? No, I think that's amazing. (laughs) And are you, so you're giving birth there? No, I have my doctors in New York. So basically it's going to be hi, I'm doing three days, Connor, like get your ass home. Let's pop this out before you miss it. Let's pl- pray to God that I'm like in the around the due date. Granted, I know that's a crazy theory because like, you can go early, you can go late. What am I talking about? Right. My sister-in-law just got actually induced and hers was like pretty on the nose. So that like made me feel better. But I was like, that's just luck. Um, yeah. So basically it's like, get your butt to New York, deliver in New York stay here for a little bit until I like realize what the heck I'm doing. The good thing is my parents only live like 45 minutes away. Like I said, so I've got my mom. So if he has to go back to play, I'll grind it out and then hopefully get to head out to Indiana and be with him. Oh my goodness. And so our side note, do you live in Manhattan? Yeah. In the city? Okay. In Manhattan. You got it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Wow. A lot of changes, but I feel like the fact that you have maternity leave and you're able to go out there, that's such a great opportunity for you and for you guys as a couple and just a fun way to kind of celebrate the end of your pregnancy. I think it'll be really good. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. I feel like flying to visit him, I'll be pregnant, but you know, not a big deal. And I fly all all the time for work. So for me to like figure it out and navigate that and like maybe at the tail end of a trip swing by, Indiana to get a couple days in and then come back and obviously when you get closer to your delivery date I'm not jumping on a plane every week yeah um, (laughs) yeah that's the plan right now obviously as doctor's appointments and as this pregnancy because I'm only 18 weeks so I'm not you know I'm like I'm just finally starting to show so to me it doesn't even feel real I can make all these plans I want but I don't know about you when you were pregnant like people even like if I don't wear something tight like it don't look like I am so I just don't even feel like it's like real, real yet, you know? Oh like, yeah. It's weird. It's a weird feeling. Like you can make all these plans and talk about it, but like, I don't feel like I am. I don't know. It's weird to explain. I totally know what you mean. Like, I feel like 
I did not believe that I was pregnant until I was like basically giving birth. Like I, <laughs> I was like, I feel like I don't even look pregnant. Charlie's like, you are 38 weeks pregnant. Like you have yeah. serious problems that you don't think you look pregnant. I'm like, no, really. Like I wear just like loose stuff all the time and you cannot tell. He was like, okay. Didn't but you deliver during the season two? I did. Yeah. I delivered in November. Oh my which- God. So many questions. I have so many questions. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I know you probably talked about this a million times on other podcasts, but like, was that crazy? Like, I need to know. Like, because people oh, talk yeah. about how they plan to have it like June, July, August, which is very intelligent. But did you guys just like, that's just what happened for you guys? I don't really know why we decided on that date. I mean, when I say we, I mean me. Like, I, he was planned, but I, I don't know why I picked that time. Like, it smacked yeah. in the middle of the season. But I mean, Everything happens for a reason, right? But I think next time, I think I think February is good because it's semi towards the end of the season where right. you know that the off season's coming. Like if I had to go back, like I'm, I think the next time that we plan, if it works out that way, like maybe like March or April, like so that way we can go home right after. Because I think like earlier in the fall, it's like you have the whole season dragon. Yeah. So February is good to navigate without him and just you with a baby. Like that's where I'm like, what the heck? The good thing is, is like Indiana, like I said, my sister-in-law just gave birth. So she's going to go out there with the twins and she has like a, I mean, she, Amelia was born August 30th. So we'll kind of be come February. We'll have like two kids under six months. (laughs) And that's so fun for you guys. And so fun for the brothers too. Oh my God. And they're twins. So the fact they're having kids, uh, their first kids, both six months apart, we were like, guys, we couldn't even do this better if we planned for y'all. Come on now. <laughs> so that'll be, that kind of like also swayed me. I was like, you know what? I'll be there with Gina, with Kellen, with Connor, two kids in an apartment complex in Indiana, grinding it out together. You know, we'll figure it out. This sounds like a really good, um, like sitcom. Totally. <laughs> I was like, I have to pitch this at work. This is a show ready to happen. That's so funny. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So are they identical? Yes. Okay. This is the weirdest question. Totally off topic. But I, and so there's a girl here who I'm friends with and she has an identical sister. Hmm. Funny story because they're actually both married to hockey players. So Yeah. yeah, like her sister's fiance, I think plays in the NHL and then her husband plays here on my husband's team. So they both have newborns, her and her sister. So they're super close in age. But I heard this thing that if you have an identical twin, your children are technically half siblings. Biologically. Is that true? Because the DNA is exactly split. I need to read a book. If if that's true. You know what I mean? But like, think about it. Because like Connor and Kellen have the same-ish DNA. It, fraternal, like, not the same. Right. Identical, identical, that's identical DNA contributed to one and to the other. So that when you, twisted, y'all. <laughs> I <laughs> think it is. Crazy. Okay, wait, yeah. I guess because like they have the same DNA and then like Gina and me and then like the kids have like the same from the guys. So they're like, they're the yeah. same person essentially. <laughs> we're gonna have a girl, and if they're gonna, if they had a girl, we don't know what we're having. And I'm like, are they gonna look alike? Because they're gonna look like the boys. 
Cause they always say your first daughter looks like your dad. Right. That's what like most like people say. And I'm like, if we both have girls and they both like Kellen and Connor, that would be crazy. Like that'd be so nuts. But again, who knows if that's like all true, but that, wait, that's like, I have to- I'm going to be, se- I'm sending you on like a Googling rabbit hole after that. <laughs> no, I'm going to be on my next call for work and like in a deep rabbit hole about this because that is amazing. And I'm going to text Gina immediately and be like, our kids are going to be related. She's like, like more than we thought related. <laughs> yeah. Like a little too close. <laughs> oh my God. I have to, I've never heard that. So my mom is also a twin and identical or fraternal. They say they're fraternal, but I think they're identical. And like they, on their birth certificate, like it doesn't say. So we don't know. And Gina, my sister-in-law's brothers are twins. So we all hang out. It's just, no, everyone looks the same. Yeah. Oh, 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 sorry. And his, and her dad is a fraternal twin. So we've just got four (laughs) twins circulating when all three of our families are together. It's wild. It's wild. So you guys are both having twins. So I thought that, and then both our first kids are not twins. But the next so, ones. I said maybe the next ones. That's what I said. Yeah, it's it's really crazy. It's so crazy. So that's what I said, I would love twins. Then you just have like three kids and you're done. Come on. <laughs> win. Right? Yeah. Like, in your hair, having twins. <laughs> I think if your first is a twin, that is a little terrifying to me because you don't know what you're doing with just one. Oh, but I think I've thought about this because I have twins in my family too, on my mom's side. So they say it's the mom it's maternal. So if your mom has a twin in her family, it's passed on to, to the daughter. But if like, yeah. the, if your husband is a twin or in that line, it doesn't affect your apparently. Yeah. I've heard that as well. So I'm, could have twins, but I, but I'm like, okay, like, I think I could handle it if it was like two or three, but like one, like, I think I would, I don't know. Yeah. No, it's a lot. Like, so you're in the clear (laughs) for now. For now. I know for the first one, just having one. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. That's so funny. So I like, so your husband and his brother, so they've gone to every team together, including in Europe. Okay, let's think. They were on Bridgeport. Well, they did a bunch before we started dating. I always forget that time. It's like California, Oklahoma. When it was before me, I don't pay attention. So um, then they went to Bridgeport, got called up and down within that system, both of them. So always in the same world, right? And then the year after they got married, Kellen and Gina, his brother and my sister-in-law, they went their first year to Sweden without us. We stayed in Bridgeport one more year. So that was the first year I think if I'm right, that they were like totally signed to different places. And then the following year, they both went to Switzerland. And then last year they both went to Sweden. So pretty much they've been together (laughs) one that I've been a part of. And it is like, even what you were saying, how the coach um, in Indiana was like, oh, I'd love to have your twin brother play. Like, that's just so funny that it's just kind of like, well, we've got one, let's just get the other. Yeah. (laughs) I think these teams love it because obviously you guys know this way, like, and think probably like I do, it's like, they think of it like marketing and how they can like get people in those stands. And it's really smart for them because that's how they did really well abroad is like the Jones twins and blah, blah, blah. And it's smart and people really do love it and fans love it. And in towns, like we know where some of these minor league teams are, there's not really much going on. So when the minor hockey team is like the sport to go to, 
you know, when you have twin brothers and, you know, if they're doing well, it like helps them. They do well and it's fun and people love them. So I was like, and also for the guys, it's fun. I mean, for them, for Connor and Kellen to be 31 and playing together still, um, not many people can say they've been able to do that in their lives. So like, yeah, like a childhood dream almost. What, what positions do they play? Do they play the same position? Oh my God, I hate this question. I like can't work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. So normally Connor's center and Kellen's left wing. Okay. Kellen, when they switch, played different teams, Connor will go to left wing sometimes, but normally Connor center and then Kellen's left wing. They just like to confuse people. They're like, we're just one or the other. Yeah. Which one are <laughs> we? You may yeah, never know. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So they're pretty much on the same line. Yeah. That's so funny. Wow. What a crazy, crazy, like, just the, I've never heard of that. I've never heard of two twin. Well, I've heard of brothers playing together. I feel like I've seen a lot of signings this year in the NHL where it's like these brothers and these brothers and these brothers. I'm like, am I just watching the same video clip or are these a bunch of different brothers getting signed to a bunch of different teams? It is such, it is such a, yeah, just like you were saying stuff. It's a marketing play. Like same thing. I saw this one post about all the brothers that are going to be playing together this year. And even like um on New Jersey we have Jack Hughes who's one like he was the top draft pick and then we just got Luke Hughes who's like the youngest one and then there's another huge brother on Vancouver but I'm like guaranteed they're gonna bring him to New Jersey because what could be cool like it is like the fans love it I mean they're all qualified to be there so who cares which team they play on right so yeah it's pretty interesting how you can like see it before your eyes at Quinnipiac one year there was the Jones twins and then two a set of brothers as well, all on the same team. And it was just like, it was, people loved it. They love it. So, yeah. And also we didn't have an agent this year and the coach just was like, took Kellen and just got Connor and <laughs> it just worked that way for us because oh, they had one. <laughs> it was like, so like informal. And I was like, I feel like everyone has like a way more like, phone calls and setup and meetings and it's just Tons of money to the agent like every season <laughs> I was like there you go just like you know Kellen basically was your agent this year he got the first sign and then he just tacked you on to the back of the contract I'm just you to name your first child after him yeah right, <laughs> right? yeah so it's it's crazy it's fun though like year to year I mean it's always fun also for me my sister-in-law because no right. matter what one lives there one doesn't, whatever the schedule is the fact that we always kind of have each other, you know, and, and like, again, going back to this crazy world, like having that girlfriend on your team or someone you can confine in and relate to, which, you know, is really hard to navigate, especially being on a new team. We kind of always have each other built in, um, which is a luxury again. Like I'm saying it's hard, but when I know, I don't know what the heck's going on. I can text her and be like, where the hell is Fort Wayne? And we just, you know, we just, you, you don't have to find that person to vent to you. We have it in each other, which is um, really lucky to have. That I is that. special. Yeah. That's so fun. And I feel like that's such a comfort too, especially just when you're going new places all the time, like, you know, that you have that person, you know, cause it is nerve wracking going to new places and that's like your built in front for life. So that's really cool. Exactly. And I wanted to add, like, this is totally switching gears back to like what we were talking about at the very beginning, but I am so interested in your job and like being a producer on ABC. Like, what is that like? Oh my gosh. So 
March, 2020, COVID hits, right? And my old boss was like, can you go help out Nightline, the, the nightly news show on, on ABC network? They need help with producers to backfill as a freelancer. So you kind of can get tossed around. And they were like, they need help with backfilling. People are getting sick and they think they have to stay home when they're sick with this coronavirus. So until everyone's better, can you just fill in for a couple of weeks? Little did we know then what where we are now, right? So I kind of just stayed around and kept working and then fell into this role and have this job now. And basically what I do is pitch a story, you know, and then you go shoot the story, you fly out to wherever that story is happening. You get to be with a crew and you film it, you're with your correspondent, you write the questions, you interview these people about it. You bring all that great stuff back to home base in New York. Like today, I'm gonna go into the office, bring all of that stuff in and start writing a script with other producers. We write out these 10 to, you know, eight to 10 page scripts about all of what we're talking about. We go into the edit room, we edit all together. And this Thursday, this airs, for example, this one story I'm working on like at 1230. It's like this eight to nine minute piece that essentially is like when you watch Good Morning America, you know, any nightly news show, those are usually like a minute or two minutes. These are like longer form mini documentaries in a way that are like eight, nine minutes about like one topic. And I just do that day after day, week after week, work on stories and just like watch all the breaking news happening, which has been nothing short of that in the last two years. So I've done everything from COVID stories, vaccine stories. You know, I'm be working on a big one now about the big mask mandate like debate that's going on in schools right now. Parents don't want their kids to wear them or they do. But I've also done really cool ones where I've gone to like NASCAR and got to follow pit crew driver, uh, pit crew members or drivers. I've gone and done TikTok influencers and gone to like <laughs> Atlanta, hung out with like black creators who are like fighting for their right to make good money. So I'm, I'm kind of all over the place. But yeah, I get to basically like meet a lot of people, do a lot of cool stories. I'm super zapped into the news. So everyone always goes to me like, what's going on? What's this? What's happening? And like, you know, so it's a lot, but it's really fun. I mean, I went to school for this. So to me to be able to like, chase stories and be a journalist is, you know, my dream, which is again, I think why Connor is like, you work so hard to do this. Mm-hmm. How are you going to give it up and come live with me when, you know, I, I don't want to say it, but he's like, you'd resent me in a way. Right. I was just going to say, like, I feel like yeah. a lot of people get resentment sometimes when they're super like into their career and they love what they do, but they feel so torn and, and they wind up leaving, but then it, it's actually kind of more difficult for the relationship and because that resentment gets built within. Yeah. And I'm sure you guys feel this way too. Even if you go to, let's say you're in Michigan or go to Jersey, right? Like at least, you know, in the back of your head, it's a temporary kind of thing. You know, that by playoffs, whenever they finish, you get to go home and be together with your family or wherever that home base is which is kind of like how we think about it. It's like, all right, I have to, I work all year round, but hockey season's only until this month and mm-hmm. then you're back. And I get to still, because once you get back, my thing is like, okay, we come back here in May. I just left my job, but now May, June, July, August, September, five months out of the year, now I don't have that, which I love. So the sacrifice, I feel like that's how we can kind of argue it, which I feel like everyone does, right? You go to Europe to play and you're like, but it's just for a couple months and then I get to go back home. (laughs) So it's the same way of thinking. It really is. Yeah. And like, that's so 
special for you to be able to like have that because you can tell just you speaking about it you're so passionate about it and yeah it's just like I feel like that would be such a cool job just for the variety like every single story is just from what you were saying sounds so different and yeah I think that that's amazing that you know you're hopping on flights and you're seeing him making time for him but you're putting you first and seriously if you can like Devin and I were talking about this like I I am a career driven person and um I met Scott pretty much right as I was leaving my undergrad so I had big dreams myself but I would never I thought about it and I would never resent him like I'm big girl and I am so comfortable and accepting of my decision so I think like that's the biggest thing as long as like whatever you do you don't you know resent the other person for it just it's your decision so that's yeah and I got this great piece of advice when I was really on the fence when he was in Europe from my father-in-law actually and he was just like whatever and I think everyone should carry this is whatever choice you make that's the right choice just know that's the right choice. Don't ever go back and think, oh, should I have stuck it out after my undergrad? Or should I have, should I leave my job and go play? It's like, no, whatever choice you make is the right choice and you make it the good and right choice for yourself. And then you'll always be happy with whatever decision you make, just like you're saying, you know, exactly. you chose that and you're comfortable because you know, for you and your husband, that was the right choice and you feel great with it. And you can't go back and be like, should I have xyz you can't you can't do that especially you know being in this world it's it's gonna drive you crazy sorry I'm just like <laughs> absorbing all of this and I'm like you guys are both so inspiring like I always leave I feel like Brittany I'm sure you feel this way too like leaving these calls and I'm just like wow like I just gained whole new insight onto a different perspective and it's it's really great to hear and I think that everything that you've accomplished is amazing every day I am just I just think of different plans and different ideas. And I'm like, how do we make this work? But we're just going to, like I said, make that choice, make it the right choice and make it work. Because seriously, like the sacrifices we all make and like, would you ever think that you're picking up and having a newborn in, in Europe? Like, no, oh, no. I'll never imagine <laughs> that could have been an option. But guess what? You're doing it. What? This is your second season now, right? It's all possible, you know, and we all navigate it in a different way, but we're all kind of like in the same boat, in my opinion. That's what I've learned is like, no one's doing it better or, you know, like not as good as the next. We're all just, it's a big guessing game. And then I have one more question. Then I know you have to get back to work. So I'll let you go. And this is like, again, like totally just like hopping back around, but it popped into my head earlier. And I wanted to ask you, and I'm sure you get asked this all the time with your job, but do you find in the news world that it's sometimes hard to separate yourself from like the negativity of everything going on in the news or do you feel like you have a pretty good balance with that I've always been curious about people that you know because it's like it's a lot right now like everything going on super you can become super desensitized to things you know there's some points where there's like school shootings and stuff and you're just like oh another day at work and you don't want to be like that because then it takes how tragic things are away I actually started going to therapy after Elijah McLean was killed by police yeah. back in, oh my gosh, I don't remember the date, which is terrible. I'm so sorry. But when body cam footage started coming out about a lot of those, you know, black people getting killed by cops, 
that was a hard time at work that I normally was able to just do my job, keep my head down, see people die, see people get hurt, see people lose family members and was fine. And then that story, I will never forget, completely broke me. And I started like, you know, having talked to someone because you can to a point, and my dad works in television too. And I, sometimes he like, even is very, he's very desensitized because he's been doing this for 30 years. Mm -hmm. Um, But sometimes you're a real person and you, you know, watching that stuff, it really is like, you become a mom or you're a friend or you're a sister or your brother. And you're just like, wait, this isn't just something that happens on the TV screen. This happens, this could happen to you or people Mm -hmm. you know or family close to you. So yeah, it's, um, it's, I don't know if I answered your question properly, but no, you did. I I just wondered if, yeah, like, I mean, if you struggled with that because it is information overload, I know for me, I definitely have to separate myself and I get very, very like, it's, it, it's heavy on you when you're constantly picking up and there's a lot of good things that happen too. Right. But like, sometimes the heaviness can outweigh that when it's on every single network sometimes, you know? And it's hard to like separate where it's just absorbing a 24 seven to do your job. So it's for like sure. separating it. It's more about like knowing that it's okay to feel something when stories are happening versus used to not really. It just was like, you just keep going. And at some point it's like, how much can someone who's doing this every day, watching footage, seeing interviews, people talking, asking questions. And you're just like, I'm talking to a parent who just lost a kid or I'm talking to a sister who can't Mm -hmm. find their brother. You know, it's like at one point you're gonna, you're gonna need to like feel those emotions. So yeah, sometimes, sometimes it's tough. Kind of a similar example, but like people in the hospital with everything with COVID, like I know a lot of nurses and doctors have had to go to therapy as well because it just got to the point where they were like, enough is enough. Like we can't do this anymore, like on our own and go home and try to like cope with this. We need to get some, some help. So I think that's great that you did that. Yeah. I mean, and those people like those are superheroes. They're in those trenches. So I applaud them because they're do I'm watching it behind a screen and doing it behind a screen there. They're there. So I can't imagine. I'm just in awe of your insight into this other um, avenue of following your own dreams. And yeah, I think everything that you're doing is amazing. So Thank you so much. And seriously, like, I mean, if you guys have anyone to connect me to who's like in this boat, I find it's like far in between to find people who are like on the fence. And if like they ever have questions and want to like debate about it, what to do, I'd love to chat with them. Or if they even are just the same as me and want to do like, I always try to find those people because I always felt like the odd one out, unfortunately. And all I want to do is like talk to people that have that similar interest or ideas, or if they're just like, Hey, I moved, but I kind of want to get back into work. Is it possible? Like, you know, I just want to like bridge that gap versus then making a a divide. And that's why I was like, I got to talk to you guys because sometimes you need to hear that other side of like, there's other options sometimes. And sometimes you don't know that that's a possibility. So if anyone ever reached out to you guys, let me know because I'm, I'm here. Yeah. Well, I would love to put your Instagram in the show notes. And then when we post a little sneak peek too, um, I'm sure you'll get some DMS. I feel like usually when a guest comes on, there's going to be people that are going to resonate with your story and definitely want to connect. So for those people that want to reach out, where can they find you? Yeah, 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 definitely. So my Instagram is stephanie.df.jones and my profile is public and anyone can DM me because I'd love to chat.
Yay. Thank you so much. And so for just for the episode is your married name Jones. Is that what you go by? Oh, no. Okay. It doesn't matter, but what would you like it to be under? You could put Stephanie Jones for the sake of this for work. I still keep Fasano. Um, but for the sake of this, yeah, I, I'm I'm in the worst. We got married in August, 2020. I know you recently got married too, Brittany, right? Yeah. During my episode (laughs) on this first episode on the podcast, (laughs) I like, yeah, I revealed that we got married because, but yeah, so we got like married and see right around the time that you got your job. It was March, 2020, um, right before the pandemic. So I'm married. Don't go by Wedgwood unless like my name is legally changed. Um, so like on legal documents and stuff, but I said to Scott, I'm not changing my socials until I walk down the aisle. So that's that one thing so that I'm, funny. I'm the complete opposite. So like, I don't, I work as Fasano. My life is Fasano. I haven't changed my name legally. I refuse. I can't let it go. But then like on social, I did Jones and yeah, uh, yeah. like hold me over and people are like, Oh, she's married. She's Jones. And, like, so people think I'm like a good person and change. Right. Like, <laughs> I have not done that. Refused. I've not contacted social security to change my stuff. Like, no, no, no. So like I pick and choose, which is, it is cool. It's, it's good to have that option. And I said to Scott, I was like, English is a way better last name than Wedgwood. You should be the first. I don't even know if any hockey players done this. I was like, you should change your name. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Brittany English is a <laughs> good luck. <laughs> no, Brittany English is a sick name. Like if I, I know, you gotta hold on to that as long as you can, or just Perfect. make you make like your kids like middle names English or something. Like you gotta hold on to that. It's so yeah. Good. It is a cool last name. It is funny though, like because before Charlie and I got married, we had similar conversations. I'm like, you should change your last name to mine. He was like, no, <laughs> no, no. I know it's really it's it's for some reason I never thought I'd care, and then like because I've been. I, it's more of like a work thing for me. I've sort of published in know that I just won't let it go, but I'll yeah. do like for this. Exactly. Like this isn't going to be like, like, yes, I'm a Jones. I, everything around here is like Jones stuff. So yes, I mean, of course we're married. But then but- again, I feel like that's something that you should not have to justify. Like if you yeah. are, are want to keep your last name, you are proud of your last name. You shouldn't have to explain that to other people. Like, I think that's awesome and good for yeah. you. The rabbit hole I go down being like, well, I have Fasano because on if you yeah. work, it's this one. And I'm like, why am I spinning? Here I go again. Spinning. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm not like you. That was like hilarious. But I'm just saying, like, yeah. just in no. general, like people shouldn't have to justify every choice that they make to other people because you got to do you. 